The following podcast is a production of The Network. Check us out on BICBP-radio.com. Wednesday, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to a two-part episode of Fantasy Beasts and Where to Find Them. I am your co-host Kyle Rennie, joined as always by Gary Halt. We're getting there, Kyle. We're real close, man. We're getting all of our uh, stuff in to take care of this miraculous draft live event that we will be covering on Facebook and Twitch. Tune in, watch it. It's going to be great. It's going to be great. going to be a lot of fun. Um, but today what we've got in store, and actually honestly for the next six episodes... Uh, we're going to cover some news to start, and then we're going to get into some guests. Today being highlighted by a good friend of mine in front of the show, Bryce Benjamin. Uh, Bryce works with the Sports or Enthusiasm podcast. Bryce and I have had some great football talks in the in the past, and I look forward to a whole bunch in the future. Uh, but we'll start it out here, go back a week or so. Last week, former Steelers and Raiders wide receiver Martavis Bryant has signed a new contract to the Massachusetts Indoor Football League. Good for him. Yeah, man. I mean, it's it's a step in the right direction. I know he did play CFL. Um, it's a guy who kind of derailed his career accidentally. All the best to Martavis, So You know, a lot of talent and just couldn't figure it out. Speaking of um, the Ravens, though, Bryce Benjamin is a Ravens fan as he comes on. The Ravens were signed linebacker LJ Fort. Uh, nice addition there. They lost a couple pieces in the front seven this past offseason. Yeah, you think they're probably going to go... Defense heavy, at least in the first couple rounds. Maybe receiver, but... Uh, Edge and receiver, I would think, are probably going to be their main needs, but we'll get to that in a little bit. Um, the Chicago Bears double down on the stakes here. The Chicago Bears announced Andy Dalton as a starter already. Yeah, uh, they announced him as a starter until they draft a quarterback in the draft. And then there's a QB controversy. But who did they draft at that point? Because if the rumors are true, and that's another thing that's actually on the list here... The Saints are interested in Kyle Trask, which you'd have to think would be that pick at 28 if they really like him that much. Um, unless the Bears are jumping up somewhere, the Bears could be looking at the kid from Stanford hoping he's their next best thing. Yeah, um, that kid from Stanford's been climbing up draft boards, so maybe maybe he ends up being a steal. Or, they or they're back all over again to next year. Taking, Wouldn't that be full circle? Back-to-back first-round quarterbacks for Chicago. Mitchell Trubisky... And Sam Howell, both yeah, out of UNC. Yeah. <laughs> um, another former first overall quarterback, Alex Smith, uh, is being linked to the Texans as a possible team. That's a weird QB room. Yeah. Alex Smith, Tyrod, and maybe one more. And Deshaun. Deshaun, yeah. Um, the I Falcons, wasn't counting Deshaun. Well, for right now, there's a lot of controversy with Deshaun. We will not be touching on that at the moment uh, until there's more information that we kind of are aware of the the Falcons talking trading down with clubs from that four pick. Yeah, if the rumor's true, you got to think that they might not be interested at quarterback, and they're thinking maybe... I mean, they might, they might not, because here's the thing. If, if Denver's super interested, 
Let's, let's let's say I'm thinking it's New England, but, but that's what I'm saying. So let, let, I'm thinking it might be Denver, but let's say Denver plays their cards. Denver jumps up to four for a quarterback. Is Atlanta okay with Mac Jones or um, Trey Lance? Trey Lance, because if they only go back to Maybe twelve, Fields. if they go back to twelve, they should be able to get Fields, Lance, Jones. Realistically, Fields should be a top four pick. I have him higher than Trey Lance. I know you do as well. Um... But I mean, they could still put themselves in position to pick up extra player or extra picks, get some more talent around that team, yeah, and put the future in place behind Matt Ryan. If, and if they're not comfortable with drafting quarterback this year or in the first round, maybe they go grab a guy like Kellen Mond later in the draft. I mean, hey, if they're if they've done their homework, and I'm just gonna strictly theoretically put this one out here, who's to say Atlanta doesn't think? You know, I like that Kyle Trask kid. Denver, you wanted to come up here to 12, right? Okay, somebody's on the board at 12 that maybe someone at 20 really likes. Atlanta goes from 4 to 12, picks up a second in that deal, and maybe a first next year, and then goes 12 to 20, 22 area, picks up another second, arms himself with with what's three second-round picks, and can maybe go take Trask to learn from Matt Ryan at that spot. Yeah, I mean, that would be a good quarterback to have under Matt Ryan. To transition from, uh, from Matt Ryan. I do like Trask. I just don't see him as a starter year one. I think he's going to be a talented guy who could lead a franchise. And, I mean, I guess if you're Atlanta, even more so, you're, you're almost putting up the uh, the roadblock because you're preventing, as just stated, the Saints from possibly going yeah. to Kyle Trask. Um, and you never know, man. That's, that's you got these GMs playing chess at this point in the year. They're, they're throwing smoke screens. They're throwing you're telling the counters. Media yeah, you tell the media what they want to hear. Unless it's what you're doing, and then you might not really want that out there. Um, speaking of, there was a smokescreen put up last week. We talked about it on the show. Sam Darnold was pictured as the poster boy for the Jets season tickets to be traded to the Carolina Panthers today for a 2021 sixth-round pick, a 2022 second-round pick, and a 2022 fourth-round pick. Honestly, a little underwhelming of a return. Underwhelming of a return, but for <sighs> Sam Darnold. Um, it's a great guy, situation. Yeah, a great situation. He gets a running back. Um, they're in a spot where he gets could, two receivers. Two receivers. They could end up taking another receiver. They could go a Kyle Pitts. Darnold gets Pitts. Yeah. Um. So they didn't give up a first. No. Oh, how scary do the Panthers sound with Robbie Anderson, DJ Moore, Kyle Pitts, and Christian McCaffrey? With I've never doubted Sam Darnold's talent. He's always had the look. He's been stuck with a clueless Jets organization. But that would be a scary offense in the NFC. Yeah, um, I, I never had anything against Darnold either, like you, like you said. And I don't like USC quarterbacks. For, so for me to state that I like Darnold is something big. Um, he's, in this, he's in one of the better situations that he could possibly be. Yeah. And to cap that now, however, Panthers are likely looking for a trade, and their GM has said, for what works best for Teddy and the team. To get Teddy Bridgewater out of there and or negotiate a cap hit where he maybe starts unless Darnold wins a job. I, ultimately, I think d- that Teddy's gone. Yeah, I don't think he ends up staying. Um, worst case scenario, he restructures and stays as a backup. But he's going to want to look for uh, a situation where he could start. And there's a couple teams out there that might take him. He's a bridge quarterback, obviously. Yes, Bridgewater. Um, but it'll be. I think it'll be tough for... Him to find a home at the moment because he's not a long-term situation. So, yeah, I mean, a bit of news around the league. 
some some crazy stuff going on here. But now I'm going to say let's kick it to the second part of the show. We'll talk some draft coverage, some prospects he likes, some prospects he maybe doesn't like, and AFC North draft needs. So let's take it on over. Catch our interview here with Bryce Benjamin. Alrighty, guys, welcome back. This is the second part of our Wednesday episode. Uh, we are here now live, well, recorded with our good friend Bryce Benjamin uh, of Sports Enthusiasm and multiple other things. Bryce, tell us a little, about, a little bit about yourself. Man, first of all, thank you for having me on the show, man. I've been looking forward to this opportunity for our, our first official guest, actually, as well. Yeah, you you cool. get that hey. honor. Oh, man, you shouldn't have said that. Now I got to hype it up even more. <laughs> no, nah, I really do appreciate it, guys. Thank you. This is this is truly an honor. So, I mean, yeah, man, uh, Bryce, prior to Sports Your Enthusiasm, one half. Um, you can find the, the Facebook page, Sports Your Enthusiasm Sports Podcast. Uh, we're on Twitter, S-Y-E Pod. You can find myself on both, again, both websites there, Twitter as uh, at Benji5203 and then just Bryce Benjamin on Facebook. But um, yeah, man, the show, we just talked about sports, everything, football, basketball, combat sports, you know, hockey, everything, everything. So uh, you can find our old episodes on pretty much any social or not social media, well, any social media, but you can also find it on any podcast streaming platform as well. Um, sports, your enthusiasm, sports podcast. So, you know, you're going to hear you're going to hear what we're about on this episode right here, man. It's, it's, I bring a lot of energy. Uh, my, my mind works a little bit different sometimes, but, uh, you know. So we signed up for it, baby. This will be the third different show that I've been on with Bryce. Actually, we uh, Bryce and I had a great, great debate yes, about Lamar Jackson uh, on my former show that I was a part of. We jumped back over. We actually fantasy drafted. I believe it was. Yep. Was it fantasy drafting? It was pretty much a fantasy draft. Yeah. Fantasy drafting is the cornerstones of your of your franchise team. Mm-hmm. And that was a fun, I think it was five, five picks. Five. Got, and yep. it, nothing was off topic. And like, mm. I like you had guys building just straight defensive powerhouses. You had guys taking a little bit of everything. That was a, that was one of my favorite episodes I've recorded in quite some time, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, but now we're glad to say that this is our show and we can bring Bryce on. So Bryce, we, uh, we started out, we want to talk draft but beforehand. We already kind of alluded to it. Give us a, who is your favorite NFL team and who is your favorite player? Let's, let's go with player as well. Okay. For a player, are we talking all time or are we talking current? You can give me one of each. You can give me one of each. Hey, that's what I wanted, man. So if you know me, if you know anything about me, you know, probably the number one thing about me as I am the biggest Baltimore Ravens fan that you could possibly find in this world. I've been a fan since literally 2000, first year, the first Super Bowl we got. And I've uh, been rocking with that team ever since. Um, favorite player, the team, the player that that drew me to the Baltimore Ravens is, you know, easily Ray Lewis. You know, I've seen that dude out there um, just making plays all over the field. I, I literally used to listen to a Ray Lewis speech every morning when I woke up for school just to <laughs> make sure I got my mind right and got hyped up. So that's my guy right there, man. The, the, the greatest defensive player ever, in my opinion. And then... Um, Currently, yeah, obviously, come on, man. We, we know who number we, number eight. Come on, man. Number eight for the Baltimore Ravens, Lamar Jackson. Uh, 
That's He's my a guy. Hell of a football player. That's that's my guy. Hey, listen, listen. We can have that debate again. You're right. Although, although I do gotta, I do gotta concede to a couple of things in the previous debate. You were right on a couple of things that you that you mentioned. I said on. there'd be a little regression. His yeah. career's far from over. There's still a lot to go. Particularly because of uh, offensive coordinator. When I'm not even gonna mention his name right now, but you nailed that one in there. But yeah, that's my guy, Lamar Jackson. And um, yeah, man, I'm just looking forward to seeing how this kid careers plays out, man. He already got a, a, the first MVP under his belt that I've seen from a Baltimore Raven and um, got his first playoff win last year. So I'm looking forward to seeing what Lamar career pans out to be. I want to apologize first and foremost, because I, I, I called it and stuck you guys with one of the most polarizing free agents possible. I personally called Sammy Watkins in the first run of free agency that he would sign there. Yeah. And the talent's undeniable but the streakiness of that kid is just, it's going to be a headache for you guys. Just can't yeah. stay healthy. It's not even the can't yeah. stay healthy. He'll have games where he is going to put up 10 for 150 and the two, two touchdowns. And then, three weeks, and then three weeks of two catches for 22 yards. And it's just, dude, string it together properly. Hey, man, it sounds like he's going to fit in perfectly for Greg Roman. <laughs> <laughs> that is the perfect acquisition. Well, I think he's been around. I think he worked with Roman and Buffalo. So Yeah, yeah. He had his – He had his. Uh, statistically, he had his best season under Roman and Buffalo, his second well, year there. Hopefully he can regain that for you guys. Yeah. Uh, on, your, on your favorite all-time player, I knew it was going to be one of two guys, and you picked the other one. I, I kind of thought it would be Ed Reed. That's, you know, he's second. That's, that's second. I, I grew up – and I, I don't know if you recall this, but I mean, my second team outside of Buffalo is Pittsburgh. Okay. So I've always just had this chip about Baltimore. I've never liked them, mm-hmm. uh, but I've always had great respect for Reed and uh, you know, how I, I would say Ray Lewis to an extent. Yeah, you hate Pittsburgh. You, you were brought up supposed to be a Pittsburgh fan with me and, then and I you can't stand them <laughs> and met their fans and, all right so we're gonna get this in uh we gary and i have babbled a whole whole bunch already so we're gonna give bryce the floor a little here bryce uh the draft is fastly approaching uh i know you actually said you have three of each so give us your three favorite offensive prospects in this year's draft you 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 nailed it the draft is coming up man this is one of the best sporting events period of the year right and yeah man i was excited when you brought me on the show to talk some nfl draft so yeah the offensive prospects i got three of them here for you i'm gonna kind of go from least to greatest and okay i like that my opinion okay i like that so number three um i got justin fields quarterback out of ohio state and i i don't i don't get it like from everything i've been seeing and reading about this kid is like he's probably going to be probably the third possibly the fourth quarterback taken in this draft i don't see any reason why he shouldn't be second maybe even debate first but i get it trevor lawrence he's a generational talent you can't skip out on that i 100 get it justin field man anytime i watch this kid step on the football field with ohio state games he's just a baller he 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 goes out first of all he goes out and wins he goes out and he wins football games that's the number one thing for myself for when I'm evaluating a quarterback, is he a winner? Can I trust this kid to go out there and lead my team to go and secure football wins for me? I trust that with Justin Fields. He makes the smart plays. He's able to move in the pocket because in today's NFL, the way that defenses are, the speed that everybody plays at nowadays, you got to be able to move in the NFL in the pocket unless you're, you know, Tom Brady and you're just a god. Um, 
he has every intangible that I like. He has great arm strength. He has really good accuracy. His decision-making can be a little, eh. you know, I have seen him make so, some, some boneheaded plays here and there, but so I think part of that as well comes down to it. And that's, it's actually the only thing Gary and I really beat up on him when we watched the tape here, he, he knows where he wants it and he makes all the plays, but he lacks sometimes the arm strength. He throws a little bit too much touch where he should zip at times. Yes. And that was the one thing Gary and I really beat up on. I'm like, like we, we actually have him as our third quarterback on the board mm-hmm. and it's got nothing to do with what he can't do. It was that everything we saw in Wilson, Wilson has, he passes the eye test. Wilson has potentially a better overall throwing ability than Trevor Lawrence. And we're both Clemson guys, man. We mm-hmm. should be guys that are like, no, no, Lawrence is not like, no, man. There were some throws that Zach Wilson made where I'm like, Oh yeah. Oh, that's, that should be a number one quarterback throw. And like Lawrence is more pro ready. Wilson's got the higher upside arm wise mm-hmm. fields is overall best athlete on quarterback and he can still make all of those throws so no i completely agree we've been pounding the table for weeks now when everyone's like it's gonna be trey lance and i'm like oh oh, oh no right. <laughs> give me yeah. justin fields a three please i feel you 100 there man I, I heard some reports saying like they the night is traded up to get mac jones i'm like eh, that's got nothing to do with jones's talent because jones is very flat lined with it Right. It's got everything to do with Shanahan's one with that type of quarterback. It's a pass. scheme fit. And that scheme mm-hmm. fit, because I, I mean, we we both like Mac Jones too, but we ain't saying Mac Jones is better than, than right. Justin Fields whatsoever, I don't think. Right. No, I, I feel you 100% on that one there. But um, yeah, I just seen it from Justin Fields, man. What, what did it for me, what put me over the top was when he went up against Clemson and Trevor Lawrence and just completely outshined him. Like that was, and hurt. He was injured. Let's keep that in mind. The man had that hip injury. And, and, then, the and then he got knocked out with the rib injury. Yes. Yes. So just seeing that, man, like seeing that, that, that warrior mentality from my quarterback, like I see that as a player that my quarterback's putting it all on the line like that. I want to go play for that guy. So he's he's my guy right there. I just think that with the Zach Wilson hype, that a lot of these GMs see uh, Zach Wilson as like a pretty player. He's He passes the eye test, and a lot of times – when you pass the eye test, it's kind of like the rose colored glasses. It's like, Oh, Wilson's making these throws. He's making these plays coming out of nowhere. And then he has a pro day where he's all over the field and making these cross body throws and absolutely and checking every box. And I think for the first time in a, in a very long time, we can say that this looks like it's tuning up to be a very good quarterback class as well. There's not one where like with the Josh Allen class. Yeah. There were, four of them rumored to go in the top 15, but nobody really knew who should have been a, as a top five pick or who belonged right. where, whereas all of these guys in a, in a, in a draft where honestly the best player in the draft might not even be a quarterback. Mm-hmm. These guys are going where they should be. I feel you on that one, man. It's, 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 you know, a lot with quarterbacks, they're going to get hyped up to a certain extent because every team always you need a quarterback. That's the most important position in sports, right? You got to have a quarterback. More than likely, you're not going to be successful if you don't have one. So I get it. As a Bills fan, I've known that for many years. We finally found <laughs> someone that can function at the position. So as a Ravens fan, trust me, man, you, you haven't <laughs> felt misery until you relying on Kyle Bowler to lead you to a Super Bowl. <laughs> All right, but um, so that was my number three. Number two, my number two favorite prospect going into this draft. Um, I'm going to give some love to the offensive line. And um, my guy, Rashawn Slater, 
the the offensive lineman from Northwestern. Like, pick a spot. Where do where do you want to play him? Do you want to put him at left tackle? Do you want to put him at right tackle? Do you want to put him at left guard? You want to put him at right guard? You want to put him at center? I think you can literally line this man up at any position, and you're going to get ten to twelve years of solid solid service out of this man. I don't think he's necessarily great as a tackle. Um, I think he'll be better kicked inside. So I'd like to see him as more of a guard or a center prospect. And I'm not going to lie, Kyle, I kind of went into this thing a little bit selfish thinking like what player would fit best for the Ravens right now. So I kind of looked at him and I was like, you know what, man, if this somehow, some way he's able to just slide down right into around like the high teens, low twenties, maybe, you know, EDC will trade up and go get him. But um, I love this kid, man. He he's a mauler. And inside, you could put him at guard or center. I think he's very smart, very, very athletic. Yes. Um, the way that he's able to kick out on, uh, you know, any type of outside runs, being able, being able to pull from any guard position, even a tackle position, he's able to go out there and get his blocks. He reminds me somewhat of Tristan Wirfs that was drafted last year, where I feel like you can kick him into guard and he can solidify your offensive line. An already very good line. from Exactly. Exactly. I would like to see him as center personally. If he, if he was to get drafted by Baltimore, I think he solidifies that position for us. And um, yeah, man, I just think that he's going to be a really solid offensive lineman um, anywhere that you put him. I, I just don't think that he like, in terms of like bust potential, um, his is going to be on like very, 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 very low end. And I think you're going to find a spot some form somewhere, somewhere. It's, and, and I think that's the, the thing that makes him, and I, I, obviously we don't know who number one on the list is, but everybody's got Panay Suell so high. And I think right. that's what might, might make Rashawn Slater so much better. It's like Suell's coming in to be a left tackle in this league. Right. And if Slater can be that spark plug that you can fill any of your five spots, especially for a team like that. And I mean, we've got a guy – it's weird for us as with Buffalo because I'm not used to drafting 30. I'm so used to being at 15 where anybody's yeah. attainable. But, like, we, we're looking at players like, oh, if he drops, I really want Bean to find a way to go get that guy. So, like, I totally get it out of Baltimore. That is – that's the best-case scenario because for right now, you guys could use a guard. You've you've addressed some other positions. I know you guys got Zidal and stuff like that. Right. Um, but, like, in case – the worst case scenario happens with Orlando Brown. He's your next plug into right tackle. He yes. can play interior if need be for now. So, no, I I really like what Slater brings. Yeah. I, I mean, the teams that are going to need tackles, he's going to play tackle. But uh, a, a team that could use him anywhere will probably play him at guard. I just wanted to double-check earlier because I thought he was about 6'3", so he's a little undersized at the tackle mm-hmm. position. Yep. Um, but, yeah, I think he's going to be a better off at the guard position, like you were saying, and an undersized tackle. But – very athletic guy so yeah no he exactly exactly he's just one of those things there it's pretty much you know wherever you got a weakness at you can plug him in there he's going to hold his own and i feel like i said i feel like in the inside he's going to be a lot better than he would at tackle but i would still feel comfortable having him as my tackle he's just a smart guy yeah he's just a smart player you like he's not going to get beat by speed rushers on the outside he may get a little bit overpowered he will have to get into the nfl and build up that strength but um, I think ultimately, man, he's a competitor and, and uh, he's going to get the job done regardless where he lines up at. One of the nice things, too, we, we did scoop a little tape on him and there's footage of him bullying Chase Young. Mm-hmm. And that's not something yes. many people can say. Mm-hmm. So that that Definitely alone right there, game. that alone right there, you'll go, OK, he can still play with the big boys because Chase Young is one of the best defensive players in the league right now in year two. Mm-hmm. And he held his own happily. Yep. What what did uh, Mike Tomlin say, man? You got to be really bad to get a player like you, Chase Young. You yeah. Know, I, I, wanna... I hope I'm never that bad, but you're a damn good player. 
<laughs> so yeah, shout out to Rashawn Slater. All right. And then uh, number one on my offensive big board, um, I, you pretty much already mentioned him, I think. And when you said that uh, the best player in this draft might not even be a quarterback, and I think it, it, it pretty much is. It's, it's Kyle Pitts. Yep. Florida, the tight end. I mean, is he a tight end? Like, is he's 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 a weapon, like he, offensive yes. weapon. He he would be a very good wide receiver on any team. Oh my god! Him up at tight end is an embarrassment of riches because nobody's gonna have the ability to check that man. The dude is 6'6", 245, 250 pounds. He runs a low four three, high four fours. Has a catch radius is ridiculous. The he's- highest wingspan of any NFL tight end in the modern era, I believe, since like ninety five. It's 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 stupid watching like the highlights and and tape of this dude like so like the NFL comp for him is what probably Darren Waller right Waller, Waller tar- or play wise but if you look at the combine skills as well he yeah. helped produce the best tight end in combine history with Vernon Davis right and you you actually just you beat me to the punch there. He's like what if Darren Waller and Vernon Davis were like in a laboratory and they just kind of spliced their genes and it kind of just put them together. Like, this is what this dude is. I, I couldn't find a weakness in his game. Like, what no. does he do bad? He, he and like that's he, if you want to say, I don't, I don't know if I'd say bad, you want to say mediocre at best, right? It's certain blocks and right. it's not even all of them because he's still a comparable blocker, right? But he, but he has certain ones where it's like, oh, well. He lost a block here. Oh no! One out of every snap he took on the game. All of his uh, exactly. All of his tape too. Um, there's a lot of them where he's playing against the top corners. Yeah, that we're gonna see in this draft like certain JC uh, Horn blew up JC Horn. And the funny thing is, when we watch JC Horn's tape, Horn was our favorite corner. And it's like, okay, well, that's not anything against JC Horn. That's just a freakish athlete right there. And, and yes, again, that's just one of those things there where he's making elite level draft talent look mediocre. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Constantly. Like, it's not just a, like you go and watch tape against any good team, against any good plus prospect. You can't cover this dude. They yeah. was doubling him, tripling him. They just throwing it up to him and he's coming down with it every time. And that's like, that's a concern, I guess, to me for something like, like Kadarius Tony. Like I personally like Kadarius Tony as well, but that's the question is, does he take the step to the next level after he was seeing lesser coverage with pits on the field? Right. But, I think they both do, but yeah, man, dude, Kyle Pitts. It's weird to talk about a tight end with this much enthusiasm because usually you know even if they're a top 10 guy, Eric Ebron, Brandon Pettigrew, they have the potential to bust. Yes. I see nothing about this kid where I'm going to go, oh, he can bust. No, this kid, to to show my cards outright, I know I'm going to lose him in my dynasty league to, to my friend on my left here, Gary. Gary has the second pick in our draft, and as long as he's not number one, he's already said he's taking Pitts. <laughs> I have a, an auction draft where I hold the most money. And I told my co-owner, I'm like, I don't care what we're doing. Kyle Pitts is the chunk of money. Mm-hmm. He needs to be on our team. I don't blame you, bro. I don't blame you. Especially if he goes to a team that's going to utilize him. That's going to just put him like line him like, up. Like, like Cincinnati. Yeah. Yeah. Possibly. That would be, a be team. perfect for me. Cause I have Burrow. Since he, my, I, Miami to an extent, man, Miami. I just, I, I can't see them fully putting in on Miami just because they're going to have to pay Gusecki. And I don't think unless they're going to trade Gusecki for a piece that they're interested in having double down that much money at tight end. Um, but I mean, oh, the athleticism there in Miami would be ridiculous. 
I mean, I've been seeing reports that Atlanta is is smitten by him. Like they're saying that he might go as high as four to Atlanta. We we talked about it earlier with the fact that they're talking about Atlanta's now looking to possibly move back. Yeah. If that happens, and let's say someone else jumps up, you go one, two, three, four quarterbacks. Since he decides, no, look, we're gonna go offensive tackle. I don't think I don't I think Detroit would take Slater if he's there at seven. Mm-hmm. Could you imagine Sam Darnold? DJ Moore, Robbie Anderson, CMC, and Kyle Pitts. Matchup that offense man. is terrifying. Matchup nightmares. That's what it's all about in today's NFL. So yeah, Kyle Pitts, man, he he's I I don't I mean I can be here all day just giving hyperbole about him, but he's awesome. He's just an awesome prospect, and I'm looking forward to watching him on Sundays. Yes, I'm. It's been a very long time since I've been this invested. Like I I like me some TJ Hawkinson, and I'll watch his tape. This kid's going to be one of the best players to, I think, ever. I don't like to use the word future Hall of Famer out of a draft class, but damn, this kid looks the yeah, part of a future Hall of Famer. Got the ceiling for it. Yeah, if you're betting money on somebody that's going to be him, it, it, he would be the pick. I feel yeah. you on that one. I feel you on that one 100%. So, Bryce, we got through some enthusiasm there with uh, <laughs> off offense. What do we got on defense here? All right, so on defense – um. Number three on my list, uh, he's kind of like a newcomer. I was literally just watching tape on him uh, earlier this week when I started to do my prep work for this episode. And uh, it's the safety from Oregon, Javon Holland. Okay. Um, I like this kid a lot. He So you're going to play him at, as the single high safety. He's going to be the free safety. You want him roaming the field. He has very, very, very good instincts from what I can see. Does it? Seemed like he wasn't getting too too confused on pass coverages and whatnot. He seemed like he was always in the right place at the right time. He seemed like he was always going towards the ball, and it always ended up either in his hands or on the ground. He was able to play a lot of the uh, the nickel corner, so I felt comfortable with him sliding into the slot, being able to cover those guys. He, he's the big nickel package guy. Right, exactly. I'm Now, I'm not 100% sure he's able to do that on the NFL level when he's going to be checking – you know, slot guys like, uh, you know, name them, name an elite slot guy. Is he going to be a stand in front of that Dude, guy? And, and, it, and it's funny because it's, it's such an evolved position now where nickel, nickel, big nickel is basically something that's drafted now because I mean, there's yeah. a kid out of, out of Notre Dame, Awusu Koromoa, who mm-hmm. played linebacker edge in college. And they're saying, instead of playing edge, he's going to do basically what Isaiah Simmons mm-hmm. is doing in Arizona and be that, big nickel guy and i mean you yeah. need guys like that now because because of tight ends very, because of kyle pitts yeah, very rarely yes. do defenses actually play in their base packages right so you're going to be playing a nickel dime all those different packages where it's hybrid because you got to cover these special talents i realized yeah. at first when you when you brought the name up it was like why is it sound familiar why don't we have enough info on him we did watch we, we tried to start and that was when we were looking at the all 22 from oregon we had one game on him yeah. and it was about five minutes of tape yeah no, I feel you. I feel you on that one. He um, because he didn't play this past season. Like he sat okay. out. This yeah, yeah, he sat out this past season. So anything that you're getting from him is going to be from his uh, you know, sophomore and freshman seasons. But um, I mean, from what I've seen, man, first of all, like I like the ball hawkness, right? Yes. Secondly, I like the fact that his intention is to score when he is get, gets the ball in his hands. I grew up watching Ed Reed. That 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 criteria to me always stands out to me. Can you go and flip a football game by not only creating a turnover, but turning that turnover into points? 
I love when a player can do that. And he seems like he can do that. He has, um, he took some returns back. He took some uh, punts and kick returns back. So he's able to run into the open field and feel comfortable doing that. He's looking like he's going to be possibly a day two pick. If, uh, you know, if a team, if he's, uh, I'm just saying, my Baltimore Ravens, man, we need, a, that's they need safety. another safety. They do. We, we, we're basically playing two strong safeties right now. If he, if he falls into the second round and he's still sitting there, man, I would absolutely love to have him on my team and being that that free safety roaming the field for us again. I think it could fall for you too because I know everybody's high on the kid from TCU, Trayvon Morig. Yeah. And that's a kid whose tape we, we watched Morig too and nothing jumped. Like nothing Same here. came off that tape that I was like, Same I, don't, here. I don't really see it. Like, And like certain safeties, yeah, you're going to see the stuff. You're like, okay, no, that's what I want. And he's He is all over. He's, he's on the ball when it's up. And just, yeah, I didn't get out of trade on Morig, but I, I'm on board with the Oregon safety. Let's go with that. Yeah, I love him, man. I like him. I like him a lot. I, I, I he's slight. He's slightly built. He's six one. He's barely two hundred pounds. So you know, health could be a concern. But um, yeah, I like his coverage skills, and uh, I think he could be a really good addition. I dig it. What else do we got? All right. So you actually mentioned this player, um, you know, just a little while ago, and that's the the linebacker slash safety slash whatever else you want to be. Uh, Jeremiah Wasu Koromoa. Um, he's everywhere. Yes. He's in the field. Like, I, okay, so he's he's 6'1", 6'2", about 215 pounds. So maybe you don't want to play him at linebacker. And if you do, he's going to be like a linebacker in sub packages. He's going to be that weak side linebacker. Yep. But, I mean, the kid, he, I see him covering slot corner or slot receivers. I see him covering tight ends. I see him get into the backfield, creating hits on running backs for losses. I see him rushing the passer on blitzes. Like he's a he's he's that defender in, in today's NFL. The Swiss Army need, knife. Those Swiss Army knives. Yes, you need those type of guys where you could just line him up in any type of position that you want him. Rather, you want to play him the Joker, you want to play him at the edge, you want to play him at the. I, I don't think he's going to be a Mike necessarily, but I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't doubt it. The kid seems smart and he's fast yeah. as shit, sideline to sideline speed. So, like, I just seen this kid and just like he just leapt off my 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 my, uh, my computer. Like, we, the, the, he's a monster. We took a lot of heat, I think, from people um, because we watched back to back. We watched Micah Parsons and then we watched Awusu Koromoa, and we really didn't see anything out of Michael Parsons like yeah he's quick but it seemed like the ability to read the gaps and the he ability to be where the ball is he over pursues it, it's it's almost like he's just going 50 50 okay I'm gonna go in, in this gap he's, he's constantly shooting it the wrong way and then Koromoa is there the ball's here he's here he's a heat-seeking missile it was phenomenal I I think that kid despite the size he's gonna find something in this league that's going to make him a very successful pro I think yeah, no, no, listen, I 100% agree with you guys, man. He, like, I don't, it's just one of those things there where, again, you're going to find some way somehow to get him on the field and he's going to make plays for you. It's, it's literally that simple for me on, for, for a defensive player like this kid. He's not necessarily like, okay, your traditional weak side linebacker, maybe not. He's not going to be a safety. Maybe he is, but you just put him on the field. You tell him, hey, man, go make a play. He's going to get the he's job done it. for you. Exactly. Yeah. And he's probably going to be a late round pick as well, man. So, I, again, not necessarily for my Ravens, I would say, but you know, any team that's looking for one of those type of playmakers, I, if you're able to get him in the late first, I've early seen second. him anywhere from fifteen yeah. to thirty five. Same here. Yep. Same here. And I mean, that's that's a guy who, if I'm Buffalo, that's that's my 
hard on right now in the draft. I would love <laughs> him. Well, we, we, we face so many good tight ends. Mm-hmm. Mark Andrews in Baltimore, Travis Kelsey, Mike Gusecki, Mike Gusecki, D- New England's just stockpiling them. Mm-hmm. Someone's got to stop. And as much as I love Matt Milano, he was not that guy for those stud guys. And is this our answer at six, one, he's athletic enough. He can do safety linebacker. Like to me, that's that missing piece to make like the bills defense really, really home. Yeah, no, I feel you on that one, man. He he would, yeah, that Bills defense, he would look nice with them. He got Tremaine Edwards there to protect him, Milano. Yeah, that'd yep. be really nice. That'd be the nice, that'd be the nice missing piece. That'd be a real nice pickup. So, hey, we'll see, man. He drops at thirty. You, we're hopeful. Who, uh, who's your number three, Bryce? All right, so. Actually, again, you mentioned them. <laughs> is it it's, Micah uh, Parsons? It's, it's, it's Parsons, man. It's, it's Micah Parsons. And you know what? I've seen what you guys were talking about where he definitely has over-pursued in, in, uh, in a lot of plays. Yes. Where he just, where he just runs past it, right? He, like, he, he sees it. He's trying to, you know, he doesn't stay disciplined in his gap. And he overshoots the play. And then, you know, might go for a big gain or it, it should have been stopped there. You know what I'm saying? Correct. But... It's another level from what I've seen from him where I'm sitting there watching him and I'm like, Jesus Christ, what is this dude? Yeah. Um, I think he is the the prototypical Mike linebacker in today's NFL. I think you could plug him in he, the middle. He did run a sub 4-4, four, four, if I'm not mistaken, in, in his pro day. The athleticism is The there. athleticism is for sure there. And you know what? It, it reminds me of, I guess, a better version of what Tremaine Edmonds is right now mm-hmm. because that's what – Everybody, I think, hopes for him. The size, the speed. Tremaine Edmonds didn't really fully fill the role of what they'd hoped for. And, I mean, I still love him. I know a lot of people in Buffalo don't necessarily like him. Yeah. Um, but I think it's what – He's still, like, I, 22. He's 23, 23 yeah. But I, I think it's literally what everybody had hoped for Edmonds coming out that year. Yeah. It's, there's there's going to be a learning curve. Penn State's not exactly a football school. Mm-hmm. But, I, I mean, the, the, the measurables are there. The, the physical measurables yes. are there. So what you want to see from him is you want to see smarter football, right? Yes, that's my only real complaint on it. You want to see smarter plays. He kind of reminds me, I've seen uh, uh, Miles Jack. I've seen a lot of Miles Jack. I've seen a lot of comparison of that as well. Yeah, I've seen a lot of that where just a physical specimen, like, you know, the the kid did 20 reps. He ran up like a, what, a, a sub 4-4. Four, four. Yep. He, he had a, a vertical jump of like 40 inches or some crazy shit. Yeah. Like he, he's a physical specimen. I'm just hoping that I'm not falling into the same trap that I fell into with uh, Vernon Ghoston a couple of years ago. Well, not a couple of years, almost, what, 15 years ago. Now. Yeah, that was 08. I yeah, think. Oh, I think it was 06. I think it was 06. So it's we like, can't, yeah, we can't with Reggie. But uh, yeah, he, where he just blew up the combine and then he gets into the NFL and then he can't do nothing. So I'm hoping that I, this is going to be the same instance with Micah. But um, I just see a dude, man, that you can plug him in at middle linebacker. And if he's able to get the, the football smarts down pack, if he's able to go to the correct team, for him, I think it's going to be the, the, the team that he necessarily goes to. But um, I think he could be a, a phenomenal, phenomenal linebacker in today's NFL. He's he's got to get with a team that's got a smart D coordinator that sees that he over pursues, and says, "Look, trust your reads, trust your eyes, make the play. We're gonna not blitz you as much right away. Make the play at the line of scrimmage or in the backfield, and uh, kind of settle him down." I, I'm. I would be super excited to see him with a team like Dallas. Could you imagine Dallas with Vander Esch? So it's it's funny too because like you're thinking that, and I think we actually both mocked him to him. We originally mocked him to Denver. 
and I could see Denver with, with Vic Fangio and the linebackers they have there, that being a success story and being able to help it. But I think if you're going to put him, he's got to, he's got to calm down a little bit. Yes. I think you're going to put him someplace like the New York giants. Oh, he needs veteran leadership. Correct. He, he yeah. needs, he needs a he's veteran back. linebacker to teach him when to pursue, when to, when to hold and a smart defensive coordinator. So no, I definitely think he's got all the talent. I think it's teaching that's going to be it's putting it together. It's, it's, it's talent. Yeah, it's it's going to be more unfortunately on coaches than it's going to be on this kid to succeed. So yeah. no, I, I yeah, I can see that. I can see that one hundred percent. And I mean, that's what a lot of players, right? You like if you put them in the right system, a lot of players are going to flourish. You play them, you know, you're not playing them to them strengths. Yeah, and they they typically fail. So it's going to be very important that he goes to that team, like you guys are saying. That is going to utilize his talents, is able to hone it in and unleash him. You do, AKA, we don't want him to go to Detroit. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not Detroit. Football hell, man. All righty. Well, we're talking about how people do get bad. Who are your three busts you got, Bryce? All right. So three potential busts. And I like I want to use this lightly because obviously we're rooting for all these kids. You don't yes. want nobody to bust. But every draft is going to have them. You know, if if every draft was successful, like everybody be Hall of Famers, but it's not. So uh, number three for me, uh, the wide receiver out of LSU, Terrace Marshall Jr. I'm good. I'm completely good on him. Like when, whenever you're a wide receiver and then the question is, can this kid catch? Nope, I'm good. I had seen enough of those in Baltimore. Um, you know, physical <laughs> specimens, 6'4", 200 pounds, can, you know, got very good deep end speed, can beat, you know, can beat corners, can go up and get the ball. Can you make a simple slant route catch? Can you come and do a simple dig route? Can you go and do a simple out route and make that catch? And for the fact that his numbers should have honestly been so much better without, without Jamar Chase there this year. Right. And they were pedestrian. Like, I get it. They they saw regression. It wasn't Joe Burrow. But, like, even with Joe Burrow, I get it. Justin Jefferson was there. But his stats never popped as the number three there either. And you should have been looking at him going, okay, he's got – nobody covering him as a third receiver. He should be open more. Yeah, he had a lot of touchdowns. He's also mm-hmm. 6'4". He was a right. red zone threat. That scares me. That mm-hmm. almost makes me go, is that James Hardy, the former Bills pick? Ooh. Like, Ooh. yeah, but that's it. 6'4", you were utilizing the red zone in college, and then... Lima Swede. How about that one? Yeah, dude, I... <laughs> that's a kid who I thought was going to be so much better. Was he 6'5"? There was a kid from Texas who played with Pittsburgh. Oh man, I loved him. He, he, I remember he dropped so many touchdowns for Pittsburgh. <laughs> I loved him. I absolutely loved him. He's my favorite receiver. I think his but, best uh, bet is probably getting to a team that's got maybe two or three third round picks so they could take him, take a guy, and then kind of like gamble on Terrence Marshall. Yeah. Yeah, but I, I think that's the thing. I think I, I disregard him as a bust if he ends up as a third rounder. Right. But the Same fact here. That, but the, the fact of it being of you have teams that are talking about him in the late first. Late yeah. first rounder. I oh, see them oh. mock, yo, I see them mock the Baltimore so many times. I go and watch some like you know, go and watch some YouTube clips and watch some tape on them. I'm like, yeah, no, nah, I'm good. I'm, I personally I'm, mocked him in the first, but I mocked him because of where I did. I had him to the Saints. Uh-huh. that to me is not the receiver that's going to help Baltimore in any facet of the game. That is not the receiver that's going to help build that offense around there. That's not what I, what you, what you guys need. I mean, you guys can mm-hmm. go honestly. And I, I know we've been over this. I'm not super impressed at Lamar's great deep ball. He can mm-hmm. throw him down again, but he doesn't want that deep guy and that slant receiver. Give me somebody who Lamar can roll out, dump the pass off and let the guy do the, Rondell Moore, Purdue, that's a guy for Baltimore that would be 
incredible, I think, in that offense. Yeah. But that's it. It's it's the it's the fit. And like, yeah, I I'm a okay not being anywhere near him if yeah. I'm if I'm Buffalo, if I'm Baltimore. We third talk, round, yeah. sure. We talked yeah, about he, it too. There's a lot of lack of big bodied receivers that are for sure first round talents. I'm yeah. Sure. Right. Yeah, no, it is. It's, it's, it's one of those things, man. You see somebody that's 6'4", 200 pounds that can run really fast. Like That's intriguing as hell, right? But you got to be able to catch the ball. You got to be able to create separation. I don't see it from that kid. I hope he can turn it around. I'm just good on him for now. Agreed. So, yeah, Agreed. that was number three for me. Um, All right, number two I got on my on my potential bus list. It's a quarterback. It's, uh, it's, it's my man Trey Lance from North Dakota State. Let's go. go. Not to celebrate it, but we have been anti Trey Lance. I will just die because, on like, the it's here. The thing is, again, going to where we stated, the athleticism is real. Yeah. You cannot take that away from him. But it's when I watch every time they line that ball up and they run the the RPO, and it sets up where he runs three straight times for for they, the for the defense to jump in. They run QB blast like five times. Yes, in a row. It, 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 you you get them to stack a box so that so you stop it, and then he floats them over the top. The throwing motion's nothing spectacular. He has the prototypical size, mm-hmm. but I think that there's going to be such a learning curve. Nobody's going to run that offense that's going to benefit him like that at a pro level. So the thing with Trey Lance for me. You, he's he's a guy that he's going to need, I think, a couple of years to adjust to the NFL to, to, to truly gauge is he's going to be good, right? Yes. But he's probably going to be a top 10 pick, and I don't think he's going to get that opportunity. And unfortunately, I don't think he's ready. I and don't then, think he's ready to play in the NFL right now. He literally met, he played what one game last year this past season. And, and it, was, it was made for a showcase game. Right. They literally made that. And he didn't look good in that game. Exactly. Exactly. His offense is built for one read. So yes. He doesn't actually have to scan the field. Right. So you're asking this kid, cause he's going to be a top 10 pick. You're a top 10 quarterback. You're going to be starting in today's league and you're looking, you're going to be looked at as, can you lead us to playoff burst while you're under rookie contract? Right. Yeah. To me, he's one of those kids sort of like um the green Bay Packers quarterback. They took Jordan love. Year. Right. Where I you want to, you want to draft him late. You yes. want to be able to sit him behind a veteran. You want him to develop for at least a year, at least one year, maybe even two, I think. And then give him the keys and then let him go. And I think you're going to get a much, much better prospect. If you're a team like, I mean, I've seen him as high as San Francisco. They're saying like he yeah. might go number three. I've and seen like, him higher than, than, than Fields. And that was the thing I was like, I don't get it. Fields yeah, brings immediate talent. Fields played on the big stages. Like, yes, dude, Trey, here's the thing. Trey Lance, you, you really want to be ballsy. Let Chicago go get him. And I, I don't, I think Chicago fans would revolt for this as well, but at least in Chicago, you can let him be the third guy on the roster. You can inactivate him on game days and you could go with Foles and Dalton for the year. Try to teach him behind two proven, vet- well, yeah, two veterans. <laughs> um, <laughs> hey, hey, man, Foles got a Super Bowl. I will die on that hill too, man. <laughs> I have a- because I, well, that's the funny thing is like, everybody gave the same issue. Well, you know, Carson Wentz can't be yeah, but guess what? How many people hate Carson Wentz now because of a, of a bad system around him? Right, right. And I think, and I've said it multiple times, I think Carson Wentz is, is prime for, if not comeback player of the year, like being in MVP voting this year. I think him and Indy is going to be scary, but like 
again, what we talk about, the system's going to make it. And if you're just going to throw him in and San Fran, San Fran's going to what? They're going to put Jimmy G in for one year and then they're going to, okay, we're going to try this. Like, yeah, San Francisco would be interesting if he was to go there. Cause you know, San Francisco, they have a Super Bowl winning roster. Like they're, they're prime to be able to compete for championships. And if you put that much pressure on this kid, uh, you know, pressure make diamonds or, you know, it, I don't know, man, I, I, I can't see it, but uh, I hope I'm wrong on it. Like, I just hope that he goes to a team that's going to let him come into his zone. I just hope he's not just having too much thrown into his plate right away and he's able to develop and then uh, potentially we'll see what happens with him. I got so a feeling uh, if he slides past the top 10 and New England bypasses on him that he's going to slide way back towards the back half and maybe a team in this will trade up from for him in the back half for the first new England would be interested for a team to go for him to go to like yes. uh, Bill Belichick getting his hands on that kid. He gets to play behind cam for a year, get to learn from him. I, that would be a really, really nice setup for him. We got some, uh, we've got some breaking NFL news here Uh-oh. Uh, for a team that's lost some cornerbacks. They've, they, they just recently caught, I believe it uh, wasn't fuller. Um, Desmond Trufant. Quentin Dunbar is the number two cornerback now in the Detroit Lions. Ah, okay. That was just signed, and that, that might be worth it on a one-year deal to see what happens, man. Dunbar has all the talent and had a lot of off-field issues kind of stumble that that year last year. Yeah, that's the kid that uh that robbed the people, right? Oh, uh, that's the kid who was with the kid who robbed the people. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. I, I knew it was one of them. Okay. Yeah, he yeah. was he was with them. He got sent from uh from Washington to Seattle. Yeah, and then he just kind of couldn't pull it together in Seattle, but no, the talent's been there. He was on pace for a really big contract when he was with the uh, Washington football team. Mm, interesting. But uh, who else? You got one more that's a potential bust, right, Bryce? I got one more, and um, I got a feeling you guys aren't going to like it too much. So it's Trevor number- Lawrence. No, no. It's, okay. it's, actually, it's actually Zach Wilson. And I hear you guys with your breakdown with him when uh, we started this show, and he passes the eye test, right? For me, is more so of who he was playing in college and is his game going to be able to translate to the NFL level, right? And what I mean by this, what, what, what scares me a little bit about Zach Wilson, I didn't hear anything about this kid at all until about November, December, right? I had no idea who he was. And then he shoots up the draft boards and then I, I'm all right. Okay. All right. I get it. It happens every year. I'm just hoping that is not the same Mitch Trubisky type deal where Trubisky was, I, I didn't know nothing about him. And then all of a sudden he's the number two overall pick in that draft class with Deshaun Watson and Pat Mahomes. I mean, can you guys please, please sell me on Zach Wilson. Cause I'm, I just, I haven't seen it yet. Like I haven't been impressed to the, to the total extent, but please, I want to hear your guys' input on it. Um, I mean, number one, the, the decision-making when you actually watch my tape, I think was something that I really liked. Yes, he might not have been playing against the best defensive competition, but it's not like he's got any receivers that are coming out around him either. He didn't really have the talent on his offensive side of the ball, and he still hawked like 45 touchdowns last year to less than 10 interceptions. Mm-hmm. Um, he did the same thing the year prior as well. His, his stats back-to-back years have actually been pretty – shockingly good for the fact that like you said nobody knew about him prior to the fall of this year i don't think people knew if he was going to come out or not because i believe because he is only a junior Mm -hmm. so he didn't necessarily have to leave this year 
Um, the completion percentage is a bit alarming, I guess, at least prior to this year. This past year, he threw for 74% completion. Nice. Which is almost unheard of. Mm-hmm. Um, 3,692 yards this past year. Thirty Okay, 33 touchdowns to three interceptions. That's very beautiful. Um, actually, he, he is a one-year wonder. Okay, so that's not necessarily great because he only went 11 touchdowns, nine interceptions the year prior. Yeah. Um, and 2,300 yards. I think the the fact that he was also shown as being able to be athletic, not necessarily Justin Fields, Trevor Lawrence does, athletic, uh, but he climbs the pocket well and he can evade pressure in that pocket. He does the this the things that like Russell Wilson and um, Aaron Rodgers do, where it's that improvisation and gets out of the pocket, always looking downfield, and that's a good trait to have. I think we mentioned that before. Yeah. Um, compared to like Trevor Lawrence, where Trevor Lawrence when he's under pressure, and this is a Haze. big caves big thing about trevor lawrence is when he's about to take a hit it's when he steps up throws the ball it's usually way off target or an interception uh with zach wilson he stands in there and delivers the ball or he gets he gets open finds a way to extend the play and that's just one of the things that um stood out to me with zach wilson even though he's this one-year wonder we're talking about i just like the way that that looked on film okay okay so i hear you guys there so Again, my mind works a little bit different. So, instantly, I'm like thinking to myself, he's from BYU. I'm like, all right, BYU. Who's like they produced like one quarterback that that came to mind? I think it was uh, Stanton. If it was his name, if I'm not mistaken, this is the years ago. Drew Stanton. I believe it was Drew Stanton. I think he's like a second round pick, third round pick. Again, this is a whole different quarterback, so I'm not putting that much stock in him. I'm just like, okay, is BYU a quarterback producing team? And we'll see you know prospects come out of nowhere all the time and See, then that's, I, that's what i think is funny too though because usually my my whole thing i've ever seen is quarterback prospects tend to come out of absolute no-name schools yeah yeah and that's you, the, you, don't, you don't see you see i mean look at like, how many times bama has had a really B- good quarterback bama has good quarterbacks and they don't they don't pan out on the next level usc right. is known for good collegiate quarterbacks that don't pan out notre dame all the time uh, here, the there you go. Bleacher Report. Uh, Max Hall. I don't know who that is. Rob, Robbie Bisco. Steve Young played at BYU. I did not know that. Shout out to Steve Young. Jim McMahon also played at BYU. Okay. Ty Detmer might have been the one you were thinking of, though. Ty Detmer. Ty Detmer was what was ranked as the best BYU quarterback. Ah, gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. So, I mean... We'll see. I, I, I'm taking it as the, the wait and see approach. It, it's, thing- it's a thousand percent correct because there's a lot of question marks to it. The tape looks very promising and that's just tape from one year though. I mean, I wasn't last year. I wasn't high on Burroughs because he had a one year wonder. Same. And I was not high on All the talent around him, a good defense, mm-hmm. every weapon you can ask for on offense. So I was a little sketched about that, but yeah. I mean, hey, sometimes these guys just got it. And you know, the thing I was the same way about Burrow. The thing that sold me about Burrow, though, was, okay, I finally see him put, like, a crazy season. He used he utilized his weapons to the fullest, fullest extent. But he has such a command over not only that offense, but just, like, his presence. Like, his you swagger. Know, yeah, like, you listen to that dude talk. First of all, he looks like he looks like Home Alone. He looks like Macaulay Culkin. So that was always, a, like, always just kind of tickled my heart. Looks like a baby. He does. He does, man. And then, like, I just see the, the kid got he got balls, man. Like, I mm-hmm. see him that Baltimore game. Like, we killed him. We we killed him, and he just kept coming. Like, he, he just kept coming forward. And like, I was like, okay, 
I, I think him. I think that's where you might end up liking Zach Zach Wilson more too, is he has that similar swagger. He got he got in trouble and fined from the school because they postponed a game due to COVID, and he rocks a will play anytime anywhere headband the next week. I like that. Saying, I'm not backing down from anything, and then like, like he got that. scolded for it. And I guess another argument you can have for Zach Wilson is like compared to Burrow, how many players are going to be first round talents in the draft from BYU other than Zach? Wilson? Well, yeah, that's and that's right. what I said. And like they, and that's the thing we talked about is from Gems last week. They've got a kid who played tight end for him, who two years ago had a good year, and then he withdrew from the season this year. So like that, that's another part where it could be like, okay, he's a kid who can get drafted, who might have helped even more with Wilson and he just, he never played this year. So mm-hmm. they, they had a lack of talent. I, I completely see both sides of the story. And, and the thing is he's ultimately going to go to the New York jets. So that's yeah. already getting him off of their wrong foot about being a potential bust. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, exactly. I have no problem if he busts with the New York jets. So, yeah. And that's another thing I was going to mention. He's, he's guaranteed at this point going to the jets with the, with the trade now, Sam Darnold. Yep. So it's just one like the Jets, they just have a history of drafting quarterbacks and not developing them and them not being good. And that could be another scenario. And, and you know, they they're they, they signed Corey D- Davis, they drafted Makai Becton last year. So they're they they got some tools in place, right? They got Robert Sala. I don't know who their offensive coordinator and quarterback coach is, but uh, I mean, I guess it's just again, it's just gonna be wait and see for me. But at the same time, though, with where he's gonna be getting drafted to at number two overall and the expectations that's going to be placed on this kid playing in the New York market is just one of those things where I'm like, I don't know if he's going to be able to meet, meet those expectations, but again, we shall see. So one of the other things too, though, and I hate giving nods to the jets, you said, uh, Corey Davis, and I'm sitting here going, there was another signing. Um, Keelan Cole signed there as well. And Keelan Cole had some phenomenal games in Jacksonville. Who's a better perennial loser. Um, and I think Keelan Cole's one of those players that could burst out this year and be a nice target with New York as well. So they've quietly built a nice offseason. They still don't have a running back, which, I mean, that's the thing. I think Frank Gore's still on the roster. but No, he's in Houston, I think, right? No, no, no. That's every other old quarter or every other old running back. I'll go there. It's, it's definitely not him there. It's uh, Philip Phil oh, no. Lindsay and Mark Ingram signed there. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think Frank Gore is signed to a team. Maybe he, yeah, maybe he's still a free agent. He yeah, is. I think he's still a free he agent. is. So yeah, you know who's and who's their tight end as well. Who's the, who's the just tight end? Chris Herndon, who has never been the player they hoped he would. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't it be yeah. something if the Jets shook up the draft and took Trey Lance at two? Wouldn't it be something if the Jets shook up the draft and took Kyle Pitts at two, <laughs> and then no draft Kyle Trask in the second, or at whatever seventeen or 18? yeah, they would be at seventeen. Ooh, look at us being GMs. I like that. All righty. So then we also brought you on today, Bryce. We want to talk a little about draft needs out of the AFC North. Yes, sir. Um, we'll start opposite. Cause I want to, I want to let the back half of the show. We'll talk about Baltimore here with you. So we'll start. Um, we'll start at the back of that division. We'll go, we'll go Cincinnati first. Okay. So with, with the Bengals, um, they have a plethora of needs, right? They're a young team at this point. They uh they had their franchise quarterback in Joe Burrow. I think I think uh he pretty much solidified himself that y'all I'm here, I'm gonna be competing in this division and uh, I'm gonna be a problem. I like the I like T. Higgins, I like Boyd, I like a couple of their offensive weapons there. Obviously, they got one of the best running backs in the backfield there as well. Offensive line, you you gotta protect this kid. You have to protect Joe Burrow. He got knocked out 
of the of the rest of the season for a reason. Like he was just getting better. I've seen it against Baltimore where like literally every other play was hitting him. Like I'm not even exaggerating. Every other play he was getting blasted. And you got to be able to protect this kid. So if the Bengals are smart, if I'm the GM of the Bengals, that's my main priority going into this draft. Get Joe Burrow as much protection as I humanly can. The fifth overall pick, if 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 uh, Panay Sewell is there, you pretty much got to take him, right? But Cincinnati, they are one of those teams there. They do a lot of dumb shit. <laughs> like, I'm sorry. They just do a lot of stupid shit. And I wouldn't be surprised if they go and get smitten by a skill position player like Jamar Chase or Kyle yep. Pitt provides another weapon for him. But you still have the same problem of this kid getting killed. I, I think if Cincy were smart here, and I haven't really entertained this idea prior to just as I'm speaking it into the, into the world, um, I almost see if Detroit or Denver wants to trade up to come to five, you can go down to nine, maybe try to pick up another second round pick in the process, process where then I guess if you want to go either offensive tackle, because if – Suell's gone. Rashawn Slater should still be there. Joe Burrow's pounding the table for Jamar Chase, and I've heard that multiple times. Yeah, I get it. That's his buddy, and like they could still do that. And I guess put two offensive linemen out of the second round. They might not be as good, but if you can get two, they should both fill spots. They might be comfortable with signing Riley Reef. That's the thing. They got Riley Reef. Um, Jonah Williams in technically his second year. We can basically call his his rookie year last year, although right. he's now a third year pro. Right. Um, they they need a center desperately. They I think they made a nice signing. I can't remember who who's in at guard, but like their left side of the line's not bad. The right side's still abysmal, and Riley Reef is the only hope to try to turn it around because Bobby Hart's gone and he's in Buffalo and he's not good. So. Um, <laughs> I, just, I, said, I felt a lot of pain in that last statement there. Man. No, because the thing is, like, everybody everybody who's a Bills fan got butt hurt. Why would they side him? He got he got Joe Burrow killed. Yeah, guess what, man? He's our swing tackle. He's not going to play often. If he makes the roster and, all he, and, and he makes blocks when he's called upon, I don't care. He's doing his job. But we aren't going to see him out there for 70% of the snaps like Cincinnati did. I'm trying to see who – I think Gary's looking it up right now. Or what are you looking up, Gary? I'm looking up uh, their offensive line. Okay. I say, I'm trying to see who's on. I, I was reading it the other day, and they actually have a decent, like, left guard. And nope. Oh, Quentin Spain's supposed to be their starting left guard. Uh, and they just resigned him to a big deal. And I don't think he's going to be their starting left guard. So, mm. okay, yeah, they need interior line desperately at least. Yeah, I just think they just need linemen, period, man. You got to protect this kid. Like, he, he, there's a reason why he didn't finish the season last year. You have to fix that reason. It's simple as that for You me. don't want him to be RG3. Exactly. And, and I mean that in the nicest way because RG3 should have been one of the best quarterbacks of our generation and got hit exactly. too many damn times. Exactly. So, yeah, that's that. That's If I'm Cincinnati Bengals, that's the priority going in. And then if you want to go in the second round or, you know, late first and go draft him another receiver or tight end, whatever – then you go and do it See, there. And that's maybe the thing where if, if I bypass on Jamar Chase, I'd be more than okay going Brevin Jordan or, or Pat Freermuth, the tight ends. Mm-hmm. That's the one position he really doesn't have. Like, I get it. You've got – you could use a number one receiver there. 
Mm-hmm. But T. Higgins did more than his share last year, and Tyler Boyd is still a very good slot receiver. I love Tyler Boyd. It's, he's so underrated. I hate Tyler Boyd, but I love Tyler Boyd. <laughs> Gary, got anything else you want to add before we move on to the next team? No, we can go. I, I'm not sure. Um, you know, it's funny because I went on Draft Network, and I actually looked up – Draft Network breaks it down by primary, secondary, and not a need at all. And Cincinnati had the fewest primary needs – they only had it listed at wide receiver and offensive tackle. Okay. But then their secondary was tight end, in, interior offensive line, edge, interior defensive line, and linebacker, which we know their front seven is a bit of a mess. Yeah, they need um, they need they need defensive linemen. They need a cornerback, I think. They lost their uh, they, they lost Jackson. They did sign a corner though. Um they've actually made a couple corner moves. They went and got Trey Waynes back. They signed Mike Hilton okay. from Pittsburgh. They just okay. signed Eli Apple. They got Chidu, uh, Chidobe Awuze, who's an elite slot corner. So, like, they've made some nice moves on the back half. Mm-hmm. Um, the rest of it, though, you, uh, I mean, you're, you're still banking on a fourth-round pick from last year, Akeem Davis-Gator, who saw a few, pit, a few plays to be your starting Straw linebacker. So I, I love him too, man. <laughs> he goes on Twitter. He talks shit about the Ravens, and then we we go and put four hundred yards rushing on. I love that guy. Hey, man, I've got a. I have an <laughs> autographed rookie card of him, so I hope he becomes something. I feel you. I feel you. Uh, you know, we're gonna go to what I think is the next biggest laughing stock in this division. Let's go to the Pittsburgh Steelers. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, Pittsburgh, you can kind of go multiple different ways with them, right? Roethlisberger, he's about 50 now, so you need a, you need a replacement for him because yep. uh, Mason and, and Duck ain't it. Um, you keep talking. I'm going to show you something. <laughs> All right, cool. Uh, let's see. I think you can also go defensive-wise. They can use another pass rusher with the loss of D- uh, Bud Dupree. I think that Pittsburgh should try to attack their secondary. Uh, they lost their, their cornerback. Um, they cut him to resign Juju Smith-Schuster. So I think Pittsburgh, they can wind up going corner in this upcoming draft here. Uh, I mean, the kid, what's his name? Uh, it's uh, Robinson. Am I, is it uh, Robinson from Flor- Central Florida? Aaron Robinson, that's the name. Yeah. yeah. So I think a guy like that, um, I think he can slide into Pittsburgh and you can play him as a, you know, one of the three cornerback positions there. And uh, I think he'll do very well with the way that Pittsburgh attacks on defense. But uh, I think they got to get their secondary intact. And I think you got to find a successor for Ben Roethlisberger because I think this is probably going to be his last season. You, you mean you don't like my Mason Rudolph jersey? Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, listen. I was higher on him in that draft than I was uh, Josh Allen. And I will really say I swung and missed on that one. Yes. Hmm. Um. They definitely they they could go offensive line. They had, they don't have a new a starting left tackle. They don't have a starting center. So a team that already struggled to throw the ball because of pass rush and run the ball whatsoever now has less help in that aspect. I mean they lost Pouncey. They need a running back still as well. Yeah, I mean I don't necessarily. mocking them, ETN and I don't necessarily say to go running back in the first round just because I hate doing that in general. Yeah, no, you There's do. A ton of running back um, talent for. <laughs> later rounds yeah but i mean they they need linebacker they need edge uh, bud bud dupree's gone like okay yeah, tj watts here but like yeah dude pittsburgh i've seen him mocked eric stokes i've seen them mocked the center from bama the kid who just had the torn acl mm-hmm. because he can play all five spots on the line which wouldn't be a bad choice 
Um, I mean, like you said, I've seen Najee Harris mock there. At I feel 18. like Pittsburgh drafts yeah. a linebacker or receiver every single year, like in the first round, second round, generally. Or other. Yeah, uh, I mean, receiver Deontay Johnson, Chase Claypool, um, Juju Smith Schuster, James Washington, all second round picks. Yep, maybe they not way off receivers here. <laughs> That's one thing about Pittsburgh, though, man. They know how to drive day two, day three receivers and turn them into very, very productive players. Yes. Um, I will say one thing, though, about Pittsburgh is, because I know a couple of Pittsburgh fans, is they never actually draft who you think they're going to draft. And Steelers fans get mad about it because well. they're like, oh, we got this guy. Our GM's been talking to this guy. And then they go and draft so-and-so. Artie Burns. Yeah, Artie Burns. <laughs> Artie Burns. Still feeling that My roommate one. was mad, like straight up heated about that. <laughs> um. Yeah, man. I mean, right now, if I gave you the list of their five starting offensive linemen outside of one of them, I bet you, you don't know half these guys. So the only one I really know right now is DaCosta. That's or, the only uh, one that you would know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Rashad Coward, uh-huh. Kevin Dotson, BJ, Dotson. BJ Finney, uh, Chuck Wuma, Oka Rafor, Zach Banner is being given a shot to win that job back because he won it in camp last year and tore his ACL. So they're hopeful Banner can take a starting job. Mm. But, like, yeah, man, abysmal offensive line play. What happened to their left tackle, uh, Villanueva? Still sitting on free agency. They did not re-sign him. Interesting. Interesting. Okay. Wow. All right. So, yeah, yeah. Pittsburgh yeah. offensive line help as well. So- um. Uh, I've got nothing else on Pittsburgh if you guys don't. No, it's yeah, no, yeah, we can move on from now. Yeah, I think we'd be here all night if we really needed to break down exactly what they need. Yeah, pretty much everything except for a coach because nothing but respect for Mike Tomlin. Yeah, I that love dude's Mike a Tomlin. genius. Um, Cleveland. So the Browns is interesting, man. Um, first of all, they 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 dog walk. Pittsburgh in the playoffs that was I'm not gonna lie that was kind of beautiful to watch and then uh Baker I like I believe in Baker like I still like Baker I think they're good at quarterback it's going to be interesting to see like do you think do you guys think they keep Odell I think, think he needs to, to go I think he needs to go it's and it's nothing against Odell Odell doesn't fit the system there. right because yeah. when Odell, when Odell was gone Baker looked like Baker yeah I'll tell you how much I believe in Odell right now. I traded him for a third round pick in our dynasty league. Oh, wow. Yeah. That, that didn't care. Get him off my team. Yeah. Yeah. It just seems like uh, he doesn't fit with the culture of what of Cleveland is, you know? So and Baker's think, stats were a little bit better when he was not on the field. Yeah. 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 I've seen that. He uh, was able to spread the ball. It seemed like he wasn't just targeting Odell Beckham to get his numbers and, up to and make And that's him happy. the thing, man. Like Jarvis Landry, I hate the guy as, as, as what he does on the field, just the crack block, dirty plays, but he's a <laughs> hell of a player. Yeah. Um, I mean, Landry's a big player. Dude, if you need an up and get him guy, you they drafted Donovan Peoples Jones last year out of Michigan, who's 6'6. Six, six. You took the time to develop him this year. Like, mm-hmm. they got Higgins back, right? Yes, they they, got, they were signed Rashad Higgins and Kadero Hodge, who both had some good games down the stretch. Mm-hmm. And they still, to me, they still have the best running back uh, uh, core. Be with uh, damn, the names are slipping my mind. Kareem right Hunt now. and Nick Chubb. Thank you. Yeah, Kareem I, and Nick Chubb. So, and the I, offensive line still it dominant. Is, yeah, and it's and you know what, Buffalo screwed up on that one. They handed them Wyatt Teller for pennies. And he's become one of the best guards in football today. Mm. Um, dude, that's how, that's how high I am, though. Um, 
on their running back situation. Yeah. My dynasty league, this dude wanted Miles Sanders desperately from us. And it was before Chris Carson resigned in Seattle. So he takes Rashad Penny and Miles Sanders and he offers us up Kenny Galladay and Kareem Hunt. And I was like, yeah, don't. Yeah, don't think hell yeah. Yes. Kareem Hunt's still a top 15 running back, no matter what. Miles Sanders is good. He's young. But like you, I basically just sent you Sanders for nothing because I don't trust Rashard Penny. Right. As, as electric as he can be, he hasn't proven anything in three years now. Right. And and they brought Carson back. But yeah. So, I, Cle- so Cleveland, like they got all the talent offensively. There, I think what they need to address is, is on the on the decent uh, defensive side of the ball, right? They lost Golston. He's he, first of all, they have one of the best defensive players in the league right now. He's top three, in my opinion, in Miles Garrett. Just up. Uh, Dude that can literally take over games for you. A freak. So exactly a freak. Way to sum it up. Um, I still think that they need linebacker help. Yes. And I think they could use an opposite pass rusher outside of Miles Garrett. So that's one of those ones where I'm very impartial now because I've been mocking them on edge forever. Yeah. However, former top 20 pick in the first round, Tack McKinley's in Cleveland now. I did see that. Is is the Key to unlocking Tack, having him opposite Miles Garrett, because you know he's not going to get double teamed over there now. He still has the talent. I'm intrigued by that. I definitely agree. They're they're making a, a big deal that they signed Anthony Walker from the Colts, who had 100 and some tackles last year. But like, I didn't even know who the hell that was when they signed him. But being fair, if I'm Cleveland, I don't think you want to rely on Tack being a solution across Miles Garrett. I think he's a good rotational piece. I don't think he's necessarily the guy that you want to have in there for, you know, 85, 90% of the snaps, right? You want to kind of rotate him in there, bring him in on third down, have him be in a situational pass rush, things like that. I think what scares me, though, is that end of the first round edges. Yeah. And that's what scares me with Baltimore is the end of the first round edges is yep. a just pool of 50-50. Dude, Jason away, one year of college football, breaks the combine, and everyone's like, he's going to be a top 20 pick. Like, dude, guess what? I watched something like that. It was Aaron Maven. It didn't end well. Mm -hmm. Um, I I mean, the kid out of Miami, Jalen Phillips, great player, medically retired from football two years ago. He's one concussion away from doing it again. And like, ooh, do I not want that in the first round? Like, it's such... It's such a massive edge. It's a crapshoot. It is. It's a legit. It's legit a crapshoot. But I mean, at the same time, though, man, like if you, if you see one that you like, you got to go in and pull the trigger yeah. on one. So I mean, with Cleveland, I can see them going a couple of different ways. I think they can go linebacker. Like I wouldn't be surprised if if they was to go ahead and take my man uh, JOK from 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 Notre Dame. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if they was to go like Jalen Phillips. Like I, Phillips is interesting to me because I seen that dude mock. As high as like a top 10 pick, I see them as low as like a second, like high second round pick. So I don't know what, what to do with him. And, and then uh, the other dude as well, the other Miami pass rusher. Yeah, uh, Rousseau. Yeah, Rousseau. Same way, same way. So and everybody's terrified of Rousseau because of him not playing last year. Right. And then like the thing is, Phillips had one good year at UCLA. Got hurt three times over to second year, retires, takes a year off in 2019, enters the transfer for portal and comes back and basically picks up what Rousseau was doing. Right. And like that's the thing. Like he he's got the talent. 
But man, I mean, we've seen how many of these young kids recently retire from concussion mm-hmm. concern. And yeah. that's what scares me. It wasn't like, okay, he broke an ankle. He had three concussions in a year. That's some scary shit. That's awful. Um, I mean, here's the thing though. Like they have so many needs. What if they do send Odell? And the beginning of day two, Odell for a second. You could replace Odell with a second round receiver. He's going to produce what he did for you last year. Mm. So, and then cornerbacks still a need too, I think. But I don't know if that's lack of talent as much as it is lack of being able to stay healthy. I think it's the health concern with them. Because, I mean, they got the talent there. They got Denzel uh, Ward. They got Denzel Ward. They're getting uh, Dallas back in the secondary. They signed Troy Hill, who's one of the best slot corners in the league. Got Troy Hill. John Johnson from the Rams. Good pickup. Uh, yep, great safety. Like they've got Grant Delpit. You said I think you just said they're getting him Delpit back. He's coming they, back. They have the talent. It's you just gotta stay healthy. Health. They, yeah. Corner. So you can never have too much cornerback depth in today's NFL, right? Because you know, you're getting four or five corners out there on the field literally 85% of the time, anyways. Yep. So you can always draft a cornerback, like you know, maybe a Greg Newsome if he falls there. Um, or like I still think like they desperately need a linebacker. They yes. desperately need. I, I a would linebacker. I would say linebacker to me is is numero uno on that team. I agree. What they should get. I agree, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. So like JOK would be excellent for them. Um, I mean, hey, maybe Micah falls to them, something of that nature. There, we'll see what happens there. So I think Cleveland. I'm, I'm, I'm still thinking Nick Bolton out of Mizzou. I can see oh, that, that being yeah, their. Yeah, Bolton, I can see yeah. that being their guy. I can definitely see that as well. Gary, anything else you want to add on uh, Cleveland? I think, uh, like, worst case scenario, if Cleveland's not comfortable with how the board falls, is they kind of overdraft a guy like Christian Barrymore out of Bama. It just go interior D line and give uh, Garrett some help on the interior D line and maybe have him eat up a couple blocks. Yeah. All righty. Uh, I think it's time to move on to your favorite team. Oh, yeah. You already know I'm ready for this the, one. The man. Baltimore Ravens. So, with Baltimore. If you listen to the media, it's, it's always receiver, 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 and then receiver, 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 some more, and then another receiver after that, right? <laughs> and, okay, I get it. I get it. With Lamar, we definitely need a number one receiver. I like who we have right now. Don't get me wrong. I love I love Hollywood. I love uh, uh, Devin DuVernay. That we drafted Sammy Watkins. Sammy Watkins pickup. I hate um, Miles Boykin. Yeah, Miles Boykin. It's such a thing like right? got a connection. Yes. So, for ba- the one thing that people aren't talking about with the Ravens that I think is more of a need than a receiver is another pass catching tight end. The loss, the loss of uh, Hayden Hurst last year hurt us so much that people. I don't. I, like, if you're a Ravens fan, you watch every Ravens game like I did. You will see what type of effect that had on us. Yes, we had Mark Andrews still, and yes, he had a still a really decent season. Hayden Hurst, to me, was the better tight end for us. And what I mean by that, one, he had way better hands. Like, I didn't see Hayden Hurst drop a ball, bro. Mark Andrews had a lot of drops last year. Mark Andrews would drop some shit, and a big moment drops, too. That pissed me off. He catch a lot of touchdowns. He will make some plays, but he do make a lot of routine drops that really just got on my nerves. So having Hayden Hurst as a, as a security blanket, like you, when we played uh, Buffalo two years ago, he was the one that broke yeah. that game open for us. If he doesn't make that touchdown grab and run, we probably don't win that game. Which one? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he had two against us that day. 
No, no, he only had the one. The other uh, one, was, uh, the other one was uh, uh, our other tight end, Nick Boyle. He caught the other one. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Boyle Listen, I'm looking at I'm looking at these big ginger ass sons of bitches, and he looks <laughs> like me a little bit. I think I think the best thing for Lamar too is to get a tight end because um, when Greg Roman was in Buffalo, uh, and we had Tyrod as the quarterback, we had Charles Clay and I believe maybe one other guy tight end. And the tight end was always open over the middle, but Tyrod refused to throw it. Correct. Was our problem. So if you got guys like, um, I don't know. Brevin Jordan. Brevin Jordan. I don't think they can get, I think Fearworth goes a little I think Fearworth goes early, but I think, I think I was thinking the same way. Maybe, like maybe Hunter Long. Give, give me, if, if I'm Ozzie Newsome here, give me an edge rusher at the end of the first, just because you guys did lose two. And then give me a tight end in the second round and Brevin Jordan. And I think that alone offsets anything lost and more. I have Brevin Jordan as my number two tight end for the fact that he's a, a more of a receiver than he is a tight end. He's not Kyle Pitts, but he's definitely a solid. He's more receiver. athletic than Freemuth. Yeah. So I'm going to give you my, my uh, dream scenario here. Okay. Right? Okay. So this is, this is all like a hundred percent, 99.9% chance. This is not going to happen, but Hey, I could dream. So Cincinnati, they need to protect Joe Burrow. We happen to have an extra all pro pro bowl lineman that, you know, is disgruntled, wants to play left tackle. So what if, what if, you know, what if we trade up to number five, we, we throw in my man, Orlando Brown, we throw in number 27 and uh, you know, we just so happen to take the guy that I feel like is going to be the best player coming out of this draft in Kyle Pitts. It's not, it's not unheard of. That is that is my ultimate dream right now is for somehow, some way, uh, my man EDC to just have the balls to go all in for Lamar Jackson. Like, listen, man, I believe in this kid. I believe he can get us to a Super Bowl. We have the two years left on his rookie deal. Literally just one year because we're probably going to give him a massive deal next next offseason. Go in, trade up to, to number five, do what you got to do to go get him if he's available, obviously. Or, uh, you know, another case scenario will be if, like, all these quarterbacks just get drafted, you know, one, two, three, four, five, and, you know, Kyle Pitts happens to fall, and we're able to trade a little bit for less draft capital, that'll be another dream scenario for me. I I definitely – see, I could definitely see it happening because Buffalo did something similar to go from 22 to 10, and they moved Cordy Glenn. Yeah. Um, And if we're being entirely fair here, Orlando Brown Jr. is a much better player than Cordy Glenn is. Right. Um, I don't think Cordy Glenn's even on a team at this moment. No, he. I think he got hurt immediately in Cincinnati. And but then but like that's the thing. Like if that's the case, I mean, Tyre Phillips is not a bad alternate at right tackle. Um, I mean, obviously Orlando Brown's a very good, very very good player. Right. But if you could spin him into Kyle Pitts, I think it's a win-win. And that, that, yes, the Steelers still haven't re-signed. Uh, what's his name? Villanueva. Yeah, did he resign yet? No, Villanueva's on the market. Um, James Connors on the market. So, hey I mean, man, it's fine. Pittsburgh's Pittsburgh's fine. They they well, signed I'm, Caleb Balage for the scenario where they trade uh, Orlando Brown. Maybe resign a guy in the division. Yeah, with, uh, yeah. Villanueva with the division. Yeah, I'll be hundred percent down with that as well. But yeah, Kyle, I'm leaning towards what you were saying there, man. We drafted Tyree Phillips last year in the third round. He's he's he played tackle. He played guard. I think that he can slide right in the right tackle and hold his own. And then we also have some other guys as well, uh, there as well that could potentially compete for that position. And then also you have free agency. So I think that Orlando Brown, obviously, he wants to get moved. He wants to get paid at left tackle. And regardless of what he's saying about, you know, his father wanting to play left tackle and da da da. Like, I get it. But we know what the real reason is. 
And um, that'd be my dream scenario. But with the scenario that that's probably not going to happen, I would love for us to be able to possibly move him to uh, perhaps Jacksonville for their DJ Chark. <laughs> Man, did you hear the Twitter? The, did you see the, uh, the, the Twitter fallout on that one? Where somebody predicted that uh, we're CJ to- Golson did, and I, I listened to <laughs> CJ Golson at first because um, I I did ask. It's like okay, I'm like yo, this dude, because he announced he announced figures, yeah, on the New England tight end signing, um, yes. Janu Smith, and yep. his figures were slightly off, and then everything from that point because he got he got a, a spark. Yep. He started throwing these outlandish comments yep. and I'm, I'm watching. I was like, okay, I was like, maybe this is real. And like, he, he announced three times over that Kenny Galladay signed with three different teams. And I'm like, okay, yep. this dude's a load of shit. Yep. Yep. And yep. then he yep. got into it with Tony Khan and Tony Khan's yep. fighting back with him. and was like, Tony, just shut up. You, you own AEW wrestling. Stop talking. Yeah. That guy there, he, he did his job. He, he, uh, he got an NFL, basically an NFL owner to comment on his Twitter shit. Yeah. And then you jump into it. He has less than 3000 total followers. Exactly. You don't exactly. know anything about me, man. You don't know anything about Twitter, Tony. Just stop. You can't put no stock into that. So but. yeah. So my Ravens there, obviously, um, I think tight end is a big need because for, for us, a receiver would be cool, but I'm kind of good with the receivers that we have right now because of the offense that we run. We really don't throw the ball as much as I, I just please, Greg Roman. Just I'm not going to get into that. Um, and then defensive wise, yeah, you nailed it. Pass rusher, we need somebody to go. Like we we lost both of our pass rushers in Judon and Ngakwe, which I was okay with honestly. Uh, Judon, it's, they never pan out the same once in yeah. Baltimore. Exactly, exactly. Baltimore exactly. is a defensive edge and factory. Mm-hmm. and they can always re- recreate them, and I've never been able to understand it, but they always do it. Yep. Then these dudes go on and sign for 10-plus million a year and never produce the same, and Baltimore's still producing guys. The only one that we lost that is really good still is uh, Zendarius in Green Bay. Yes. That's the only one yes. that I, I can remember us ever losing. Like I, We could go back to like Adelius Thomas days. You yep. know what I'm saying? That's Simon what I'm Williams. saying. It is, yeah. and half these dudes go to New England and places like that, yep. and they never do the same. Exactly. So I wasn't too worried about those two signings, uh, those two losses, I should say. But um, I feel like that we can use an upgrade on the edge. I feel like we can also add some depth to our secondary because yes. it's just it's just a guarantee that somebody's going to get hurt in, in our cornerbacks. Like we lost Tavon Young again for the season. Excellent slot corner, just can't stay healthy. Uh, Marlon Humphrey's a little banged up from last year. And then safety, we, we need a ball hawking safety. We need to be have somebody that's going to be able to create turnovers. So I already gave you my name on that one there in Holland. What, one that isn't 36-year-old Bernard Pollard coming out of retirement. Oh, my God. <laughs> what is that dude thinking? I, 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 I like don't know, too. man. Because it's to me, it's worse than, like, remember when Tiki Barber came out of retirement 10-plus years ago after two years out and couldn't cut, cut a roster? Like, Bernard, yeah. man, it ain't, it ain't an old man's game no more, dude. Yeah, not anymore, man. It's a young man's not game. anymore. These boys is fast as shit. So, yes. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I, for the Ravens, like for me, my like my prototypical draft, if if we're staying at 27 and we know we're not trading up and down, uh, Jalen Phillips, maybe. I like uh the other t- Gregory. How do you pronounce Ros- it? Rosso. Rosso. I wouldn't mind having him as a pass rusher to possibly come in. Uh, Jason. Away. Oh, Away, yeah, from uh from uh, Penn State, another guy there, and then the other guy that I keep seeing mocked to us is uh Xavier Collins. He's That's a another... violent linebacker. 
I'm very violent. interested in him. I'm very, very interested. I don't think he's going to make it to us. I think he's going to go in the teens. I yeah. think he's going to get drafted very high. But if he was the father 27 somehow, some way, I would not be opposed to having him line up for us next year as well. Absolutely. So that's pretty much the needs for us for Baltimore. Uh, tight end, another pass catching tight end, I think. Um, oh, yeah, Dub. I'm freaking tripping right now. Uh, interior offensive lineman. That's the other position as well that I would probably rank second. Where I think we need another center or a guard. Which you Rather, can probably grab later. That we could, yes, we could definitely grab later. But if there's somebody that's there in the end of the first round, that's kind of like, you know what, you could plug him in and he's there for the next you, 10 years and you're good. You're, you're replacing Bradley Bozeman right now, aren't you? No, no, no. Bozeman is excellent. Like Bozeman is going to be starting either at left guard or center. We need to find somebody that's going to be the you know, center or the, the opposite position. Right. Exactly. Exactly. So, uh, we got Zeitler in there. Hopefully, um, my, our left tackle come back healthy. We'll see what happens with Orlando Brown. And, uh, yeah, we kind of just go it. from there. Perfect. Well, Bryce, we thank you for coming on. Uh, I hope everybody listening enjoys that. Bryce, you want to give us again where you can find you uh, before we jump off the episode? Yeah, man. So, again, uh, I am one half of the Sports Your Enthusiasm Sports Podcast with my guy, Ed Reuter. Um, yeah, you can find us on Facebook, Sports Your Enthusiasm Sports Podcast. You can find me, Bryce Benjamin. I'm on Twitter, SY or Benji5203. And uh, yeah, man, this is simple as that. This is this is what it's about, man. We talk sports, we talk football, basketball, everything. Absolutely, man. And I know we'll have you on a couple more times before the season starts at various junctions. Uh, but we wanted to make sure we got you on and we got got some draft talk before we really swing it up. Uh, Gary and I actually just received a four foot by four foot banner today. We have an actual full draft backdrop and we're going to go live on Twitch and Facebook nice. the nights of the draft and, and announce we're going to be tipping picks. We got, we got some inside guys. Okay. Uh, but yeah, I mean, Gary, you got anything you want to say before we log off here? I mean, yeah. Uh, as a first guest, I thought that went really smooth, really well. Great, up, great so. time. Great talks. And thanks for coming on. Yeah, man, I appreciate you guys, man. Kyle, you already know, man. It's always a good time with us, man. It's always, always. fun to have a conversation. Gary, it's excellent meeting you, bro. Yeah, nice meeting I'm you. I'm looking forward to doing future episodes, man. Well, yeah, listen, we'll guys, keep rocking. Get, we'll be able to get Bryce on regardless because Bryce is actually booked for, I believe, June already for Spread Those Wings. So Bryce okay, will be okay. going and doing wings. Bryce and Pisner go way back. They went to college oh, yeah. together. My God, Piz, college. <laughs> yeah, I can't, I, can't, I can't wait to uh, bring up our our uh, communications teacher. They saw us call him Pissner every time. Oh, he'll get he'll get hot on the air about that every time, man. My man Piss. But alrighty, guys. Until next time, you keep on looking for those fantasy beasts. We'll show you exactly where to find them. <laughs> <laughs>